3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome back. Glad to have you here at the Rise and Run podcast episode number 20, the big 2-0. We're so glad you're listening. I'm Bob. I'm here tonight with John. How you doing? With Jack. Hi. With Lexi. Hello. And with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. For our regulars, you know we're missing one. Alicia is not with us tonight. She'll be back with us in a bit. Well, I was uh, making some notes this afternoon about things to talk about. And I'm going, oh, golly, I don't have a whole lot. And all of a sudden, boom, my... My phone started to explode and it's linked to my watch and my watch starts beeping and crackling and we got all sorts of things going on, but let's try to get to them in some kind of order. First of all, it's a run Disney weekend. Princess runners, I hope you're having a wonderful time. By the time this hits, you, most of you will be down there. They'll be standing in line for merchandise at the <laughs> expo. They decide to get there at 4 a.m. like they did for marathon weekend. Yeah. Or just finishing yoga. Just, right, that's very true. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Yoga this weekend. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But I, I mean, I, it'd be great. I hope Maybe they can listen well. to it while they're doing yoga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. I'll try to be more soothing. Just in case... <laughs> Just in case you're listening while doing yoga, this is the, you guys are too young to remember FM disc jockey voice. This was FM disc jockey voice back in the day. Enough of that. Um, but I, I will, we'll talk, we'll go through the princess runners roll call in a little bit. We did see the princess merchandise drop in Facebook posts and in run Disney posts comments. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I like one of the things. Okay. Um, I think it was the 10K with the um, the hood. I thought right. that was pretty. Would I buy it? Probably not. But. Okay. <laughs> I didn't pay much attention. I saw it. I I think Princess is great. I, I'm really sorry I won't be able to get there this weekend. I would really love just to be there, just to see my friends, but I cannot do it. I think I'm going to register next year. Same. I really am. Becky wants to do it. Becky wants to do the 5K. And heck yeah. I've It's one I've never done. By next year, it will be the only weekend I've never done. But so I, yeah, I think I want to do it in 23. Still probably won't buy the merch, but that's okay. What else has happened? Oh, by the way, you know, I, I talk about the weather. By the time you're listening to this, the weather is what it is. But what it looks like, and Y'all know I live on the West Coast. It's a little different. West Coast of Florida, a little different than uh, what's in Orlando. But it's been warm here. It's been warm, but it's not getting warm until, not getting real warm until midday. So I think it's going to be just fine. And you won't freeze your tuchus while you're standing around waiting. That'll be pleasant. 
And I really do think it's going to be pretty nice. So hope you have a great time. We'll get back to that during the race report. So what else happened, boys and girls? Um, registration dates popped up, didn't they? Yes, yeah. they did. Yes, we yeah. did. <laughs> Wine and Dime was the first to pop. And I don't have the dates in front of me. Who's got the dates? I got the dates for you, Bob. I, I got them right here. So... Now, be aware that um, not only did Run Disney give us the registration dates for Wine and Dine, but they actually gave us all the dates for the entire 2022-2023 uh, race yeah. calendar season. So I'll, I'll run those down for you real quick. Okay. The first one is actually, and this was something that we actually didn't talk about when we briefly mentioned this calendar maybe it was one or two episodes ago. So technically, actually, the first race that you can register for is the virtual series that they've always done over the summer. So if that's something that you're really interested in, that registration is going to be occurring on April 5th. But then again, as we mentioned before, what led to this whole discussion was the dates for Wine and Dine. Again, as a quick reminder, that event is taking place November 3rd through 6th of this year. But um, if you are a member of the illustrious Club Run Disney, uh, you will be able to register on March 15th. General registration occurs on March 22nd. And then if you are planning on doing the event virtually, that registration is on March 25th. Hey, guys, the virtual registrations, I mean, I know they eventually sell out, but it's not like the live events, I don't think, is it? They don't sell out that quickly, do they? They can. Can I, they really? They, okay. So they do. Okay. I don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> but I know somebody that does. Yeah, but I was going to say, um, <laughs> should we bring up his contract now or later? Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it up. We'll talk about it later. Okay, sounds uh, good. Yeah. All right, so then the uh, next one would be the 2023 um, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Again, event dates are January 4th through the 8th. Club Run Disney uh, registration opens on April 12th. General registration occurs on April 19th, and then the virtual will be occurring on April 22nd. Okay. Then we move over to Princess. That event is occurring February 23rd through the 26th of 2023. Club Run Disney registration is on June 14th. General registration is June 21st. And then the virtual events go on sale on June 24th. All right. And last but not least, the 2023 Run Disney Springtime Surprise. Again, event occurs April 13th through the 16th, 2023. Uh, Club Run Disney can register beginning on August 16th. Uh, general registration begins on August 23rd. And then virtual occurs on August 26th. That is your fair warning. Mark your calendars now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, springtime surprise, that weekend, that actual, not the registration, but the actual weekend of the run, that's two weeks later than it is this year. I'm, I'm guessing Easter gets in the way there. Yes. Okay. I haven't looked at my calendar, but. Easter is the Sunday before 
the events. In 23? 23. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because all the others fell into what they, the time frame they usually do, but that springtime surprise a couple weeks later. All right. Well, that sounds good. Also, I noticed we got new proof of time requirements too, don't we? Yeah. At least they pushed yeah. the proof of time back a little bit far because it used to be two hours. Now it's two hours and 15 minutes. I know it's not what it used to be with the- No, it used to be, golly, I think it- right? At one point it was 2.45. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. I think- I think it dropped to two thirty. I don't remember. Yep, I do remember and, going down to two thirty. And now it's two. Oh, two fifteen. Going forward, it, it well up. Yeah, up until up until this well spring at springtime surprise this year twenty one twenty two. I'm sorry, it was still two hours. Now going to the next season with these registrations that have dropped, it's a two fifteen half or whatever that equivalent is in a 10K, which is a probably just a little over an hour, I would guess. I'm not sure. Probably an hour, one, hour, two, something like that. I, I looked it up today on the um, McMillan calculator. Mm-hmm. Uh, the equivalent for a 10K is about an hour and four minutes. Okay. All right. That's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Is there a different POT for the marathon? There the is. Marathon? Yeah. I think the proof of time you had to have been under, what was it, four hours and 15 or four hours and 30? It was four hours, I think, for Marathon Weekend. Oh, four hours. Yeah, we'll have to look into that because if it's 2.15 for the half, then it's probably going to be around 4.45 or so for the full. But you don't need to do a full POT. You can, but you don't need to. For For the marathon proof of time, you need, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, you need a 10-miler or a half marathon at right. a minimum. Yep. For, for the half marathon proof of time, you need a 10-kilometer or a half marathon for the half Or a 10-miler as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. It used to be 10K, 12K, 15K, 10-miler, or a half marathon. Okay. So anything over a 10K, basically. Okay. Cool. So anyway, so those times have changed a little bit. I don't know what that means. I mean, I, I, I understand the words, but I don't know what that's going to mean in terms of corrals. Especially with the new corral system or yeah. the, 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 the start group system. I mean, you know, as we saw from both Wine and Dine and Marathon Weekend, really there's no rhyme or reason to why you get put into certain groups and such. You know, I, I know I saw someone on Instagram was saying, you know, during marathon weekend that, you know, I submitted a, a half marathon proof of time of two hours and they were put in the same start group as, you know, someone who didn't have to submit any proof of time. So hmm. obviously they use some type of formula to, to figure it out. But again, that's a mystery to us all. And again, at least to our knowledge, there's no rhyme or reason to it. And, and Disney seems to be keeping this one more secretive than they had in the past. And again, I think I get why that is. It used to be when waivers posted, your bib number was on there. And then you could go to a chart and find your corral once you knew your oh, bib wow. number. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. And I'm, I don't know this, 
but I'd be willing to bet on it. They're tired of all the phone calls they'd get as soon as those bibs would post. I'm in the wrong corral. You put me, I'm, I'm running with Susie and Susie's a lot slower than I am. And I'm, I'll tell you, I'll bet it was awful. <laughs> I feel for him. So if that's what happened, Hey, I don't care. I, I don't, I, I will, I, I make the proof of time cutoff now, uh, just by the grace of God and good luck, yeah. which by the way, they go back to what? January of 2019. Yes. yes. January 1st, 2019. Yeah. That's, that's a long way back. And I, I'm sure the reason for that is because uh, the number of missed races during the pandemic, mm-hmm. but, uh, because of that, I, I make the cutoff now I'll use it because it makes for a more leisurely event. I, mm-hmm. I've got an even bigger cushion than I did before. So and you have I'll more time it. to see the characters. That's it. That's exactly right. More time to see the characters and just more time to take pictures and have fun. Now, on the flip side of that, though, I will say that, you know, I don't think this is anything to stress out about. And trust me, I, I know this from personal experience. All I remember last summer and fall, all I was clamoring for was getting a sub 230 half marathon time so I could get that, you know, proof of time so I mm-hmm. could be in a good spot, you know, for the half and for the full. And Based on my experience, I mean, you know, John, you know, I, I think you and I did the math. We were 45 minutes to an hour ahead of the balloon ladies when we ran the marathon. And yeah. neither, you know, neither you or I submitted a proof of time. And, you know, and granted, and we took our time during the second half of that. So trust me, you can still have a leisurely fun time doing these races and not have to stress out about, you know, balloon ladies or getting cut off or something like that, even if you don't submit a POT. Yeah. I I agree. Now, it's easy for me to say, but like you just talked about, Greg, I did not start in a particularly good corral for any of the events at Dopey. I think I was in three, like three or four. I think it was in four out of six, I think. Uh, so... And I, I was walking in, these things. You're in five. Yeah, yeah I was in, in, five? in five. Okay. Yeah, I was in five, five okay. with me. Yep. Okay. And John, you were in four. I was in four. Yeah, that's right. And so there you go. So I was in five out of six. I walked all the events and I made it. You know what the bottom line is to this gang? And we will talk about this a whole lot more <laughs> as we get through the summer and the fall. Do your training, trust your training. If you mm-hmm. do your training, you trust your training. You're going to be all right. You're going to have a good time. <laughs> you don't do your training, you're not going to have a good time. Uh, we'll get into that later. But yeah, good point. We we do, we all tend to put a little too much emphasis on the corrals, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there have been times I've backed up just so I could be with friends. You know, you know what I'm talking about there. You can back into a different corral. You can't move up, but. You, like if you're assigned to corral three, you can't move to corral two, but if you're assigned to corral three, you can move to four five or six. And I've done that because Jack's it's done fun. that with me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause she's always faster than me. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The one thing I did notice, and I don't know if they did this for last year, they're giving you a $15 gift card for the half or the challenge to use that weekend. It looks like. During oh, which event? For Wine and Dine. 
Oh, they've done that. Yeah, I say they've, they've always done that. Along, they've yeah. always done that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes back to when it was a nighttime race and they had the big party right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that was the la- that was the first year I I'm sorry, that was the last year that I didn't run wine and dine. It was, that, was the last nighttime event. I missed that. I missed the Osborne lights. I missed that nighttime party. But what they did when they changed it to a morning event is they still have the party on Sunday night. And then they started giving you that $15 gift card. Yeah. I, we- I have it up right now. They are doing the post-race party again. Uh, it begins yeah. at 10 PM on November 6th. Yes. Yeah, and if you need to purchase a ticket uh, separately for the event, the price is $94. Right. And that does include tax. Uh, but reading the, the language here that is on the Run Disney website, uh, you will be admitted to Epcot as early as 5 p.m. Uh, so if you really want to get you know some more bang for your buck, uh, you can get in there in the early evening uh, with that ticket. Yeah, we're way out in front on this one. That's the, if you run the half, basically if you run the half during one and dine weekend, whether you run it by itself or as part of the challenge, you get a free admission to the party. But if you want others from your group who didn't run it, it's 94 bucks. Well, let's delay that discussion as to yes. whether it's worth it or not. I have my own opinion on that, but that's the long way off. So anyway, we know the price of the uh, wine and dine party. What about the prices of the rest of the events? Uh, we get a change there, Lexi. What's um, up? With so the there was a teeny tiny change. Um, and in case anybody's wondering, I'm an accountant, so I know I, I do these maths. And, uh, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I worked really hard. Um, so the biggest difference in the prices, because the prices are posted on the wine and dine um, each one. Um, the difference is in the small print, it says prices include the 6.6 service fee. And if you look on any of the other race weekends, it does not include the service fee. Yeah, that's funny. So that was the big thing. And it looks like it's like 30, not 30. It looks like it's like $15 more. It's not. It's it's really not. Everybody was freaking out though. Everybody was freaking out was going crazy and like oh well i'm not running because it's so expensive now um i did the math for the half marathon and the challenge it is five dollars and 33 cents more expensive than the last one okay and one hack i can give people in terms of if you you really in theory want to be able to offset the cost of that processing fee is if you are a member uh, at a wholesale club like Sam's Club or Costco or something like that, you can buy large quantity Disney gift cards at mm-hmm. a discount. Usually it ranges anywhere from like 3 to 5% off. Or the one thing that I do is um, my family and I, we have the Target red card. So, And that actually is eligible to use with Disney gift cards. So you can just go into your local car- Target where I've even found – you can use your red card to buy e-gift cards for big amounts of money and they just get emailed to you and you can copy and paste the code. You don't have to worry about scratching the 
you know, that the little thing <laughs> off the back right. so you can get the number and you got stickers right. all over the place and stuff like that. So again, if you want to help offset that cost a little bit, especially since Disney went away from the active registration and they have their own system now, you can use gift cards to pay for the races and that will help offset that processing fee for you. I will say, I don't know if this is accurate because I've never tried it before, but um, I, whenever I got the run Disney gift card um, in regards to um, the princess race, they did say that the gift card must be enough to cover the registration in full. So you can't have like a $50 gift card and a hundred dollar registration. You would need to add more money onto that to make it enough to cover the registration. That makes sense. They, They said you couldn't piecemeal it. I've never tried it before, but that's what the run Disney email said. Okay, good to know. And I was digging Greg stacking them discounts there, baby. Yeah. Mm. Hey, you know, when we're talking five, six hundred dollars for a running event. Hey, like then, we uh, like to say in this household, we're always balling on a budget. So it's uh, <laughs> one way we get around it. Well, yeah, Lexi, thanks. I noticed, I mean, as soon as you look at the one and nine registration fees and they end in like $103 or uh, $407 or something. You knew something had changed. So that's it. And and actually that's the, that's, the, that's the right way to do it. Yes. That, that irritates me when you buy something for $200 and you end up paying 237. So I, I, I actually like the fact that they're doing that. That's great. Okay. So now that we know how much we're paying for wine and dine, what are the themes for this year's races? They came out today also, I believe, didn't they? Mm-hmm. What do we got? I'm really excited. We got Coco for the 5K. We got Rhea for the 10K. We got Joe Gardner from, uh, for the half marathon. And then we have Jeannie for the challenge. I am beyond excited for these medals. They are going to look epic. <laughs> that is a... That is a radical departure for, well, we had the villains last year, right? For wine yep. and dine yes. weekend. Yeah. So I guess I started changing things then. Cause I'm looking, I'm sitting here in my room, looking at my metal wall and I'm looking at 16, 17, 18, and I see a whole bunch of chef Mickey on these, but so now we've changed. We had the villains and now we've got uh, different themes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it, it's very very obscure movies that they went with. I mean, initially when I saw Miguel from Coco and Joe Gardner from Soul, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is like a Pixar theme or something like that. But then when you have Raya and, and The Last Dragon and then Genie, obviously I don't know how all four of those tie well, into one another, I but I, I, liked, I like the fact that they went for more obscure non-mainstream yeah. Disney movies. I just realized it though, because I was looking at the the design arts and everything. They have music floating around each of the characters. Oh, that's what oh, I was based oh, off of the okay. music. All of them, all of them have good. some kind of like musically type aspect. I think it may be, but but I don't see how that fits in with no, I don't uh, either. food and wine. I don't either. Yeah, but but Raya and the Last Dragon though doesn't that one's not a musical. I I mean I, really? I've always. Yeah, I mean, because trust me, I have a I have a four year old whose birthday party <laughs> last year was Raya and the Last Dragon themed, and I can tell you that her, that movie yeah. is not a musical. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? What I think is going to be really interesting is for the 5K, all those awesome costumes you're going to see. Oh, say yeah. It, say it oh, again. yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. I'll have to think about that. I've never run in costume, but you guys are so getting much psyched fun. up. You're getting At least you up. won't until all of the guys are going to wear sparkle skirts, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Now we know when princess signups are, so we can yeah. start. There we go. Bob, it's your first one. You gotta. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and Greg are not available that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. likely story. <laughs> I'm going to have a flu. I'm going to have the flu. I won't, I'm going to tell you where to buy these skirts. <laughs> oh, my wife will find that. Stores. <laughs> Becky will find that, I guarantee. And you'll get like five of them, Bob. oh we'll see we'll see i'm i'm game for a lot of stuff we'll see what happens there's still a ways off but and we have many things to talk about between now and and those race weekends in next season i mean we're only talking about next running season at disney but it is exciting that things are starting to happen it's exciting that things are pretty much back to normal and that's cool hey Something that's a little different, John's got an idea he wants to talk to us about for a contest with valuable prizes. Yeah, so uh, we have some uh, Rise and Run stickers that we will be giving out at the uh, meetup in uh, springtime. No, 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 John, John, John. These are valuable prizes. (laughs) These are are highly valuable, sought after, collector's edition, collector's (laughs) edition, suitable for framing. First edition stickers. Okay, that's better. Yeah, and and limited edition, limited. That's right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> more more right. limited edition than a quote unquote <laughs> limited edition Magic Band that you can buy in Disney World. Okay, you may continue now, John. So we have these limited edition stickers that we're going to be giving out at springtime, but we figured since it's Princess Weekend, let's do a little trivia contest on the Instagram page. We're going to put up. Uh, a couple of trivia questions, princess trivia questions. And the people that would uh, follow our page, like our post and uh, give the correct answers, will mail out about five stickers to those uh, people. Sounds cool, John. I've seen the questions. They're, they're good questions. I mean, I didn't know the answers to any of them, but they're, they're, they're good princess-related trivia questions. I think you did a good job with that. So that's just something a little – that's something fun. We thought we'd give a shot. Take a look on the Instagram page. See how well you do with the with John's princess trivia questions. Be the first on your block to own a Rise and Run podcast sticker. I don't want to see these on eBay, people. <laughs> we are not going to have resellers for these, okay? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think we've beaten that stuff around pretty well. Let's move on. It's a big weekend. Let's get to the race report. All right. Before we go on to the race report, Bob, I have to tell you, uh, I was listening to We'll Run For podcast and Bob was on it and I was loving every bit of it. Oh my goodness. (laughs) It was a fantastic podcast and they have such a great team. If you guys haven't listened to it, you really need to. Shout out to We'll Run For. You guys are amazing. I agree. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I'm glad they asked me to do it. I enjoyed it. 
and it, it is a good group. I've met two of them, uh, Michael, who I called Tom, but I know better now. <laughs> and, and, and Aaron were down at uh, the uh, marathon weekend. I think I saw them after the half, but I can't recall. They got a big event coming up. They live up in the Northeast in Pennsylvania. No, no, no. Jersey, I think. Jersey and Maryland. Both uh, both near my old stomping grounds around Philadelphia. But their next big running event that I heard them talking about on this morning's podcast is the Shamrock Run in Virginia Beach, which sounds like a lot of fun, gang. If you're in that part of the country, look for that one on the St. Patrick's Day, the Shamrock Run in Virginia Beach. And if you get there, look for the We'll Run for Podcast, guys. Uh, they, it's a fun group. I'm really looking forward to seeing them at Springtime Surprise. They'll be there. Jack, thanks for bringing it up. Now, what were we talking about? Oh, I know where we were. We were talking about uh, the race report. We're going to do the roll call for Princess in just a minute, but that's not the only run we've got going on this weekend. Uh, our buddy Jonathan in Israel is running the Tel Aviv Half Marathon on Saturday. Good luck, Jonathan. Hope you enjoy that. And Michelle, she'll be out in Las Vegas now. She's And she's running uh, two days. She's running a challenge, the 5K and the half. And I think, I think at Vegas, the half is a night run. I should have looked it up. Maybe they both are. I don't know. But uh, Michelle won't tell us about them because we all know what happens in Vegas. Yeah, so we'll just have to guess whether <laughs> she did all right or not. Um, locally, there's a big run this weekend, although I don't see anybody on our list from it. Gasparilla in Tampa is a great run weekend. If you're in this neck of the woods, I don't know if registration is closed for that or not, but that's a well, by the time, by the time you listen to this podcast, it will be, but that's a great run weekend. I'm sorry. I'm going to miss that this year. Hey gang, I, I heard from London. I told you I put my name in for the London marathon, uh, and the lottery was going to be announced in February. Well, I heard from London and they said they're going to delay the, they're going to delay the results of the lottery until March. So I'll, I'll wait till the middle of March. I know the odds are long on that one. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens there. That's, that's still kind of exciting. Okay, wrapping up this race report, it is, as we've mentioned many times, Princess Weekend, and we want to do what is rapidly becoming a tradition here at the Rise and Run podcast, and that's the roll call of runners. Now, if you weren't with us for the roll call of Marathon Weekend runners, you may not know the rules. Here they are. We're going to call your names off. We're reading first names only. You know who you are. When you hear your name, you have to stand up and remain standing until we finish this list. And guys, we hold our applause until the end of the list. <laughs> All set? Mm -hmm. Okay. Running the fairy tale challenge, Lexi, go. For the fairy tale challenge, we have Amy, Allie, Avery, Christine, Denise, Heidi, Jillian, Joni. Laurie, Linda, Lori, Maggie, Nayla, Nikki, Rodney, Shannon H, Shannon M, Tammy, Tiffany, Trisha, Margaret, and Matt. Yay! Woo! 
Okay, y'all can y'all can sit down now. Fairytale <laughs> challenge, people. You can sit down. Half marathon. Uh, Greg, go. All right, running the half marathon, we have Casey, who is actually going to be running their first half marathon. Which so that's one heck of a way to to do your first half ever down at Disney World. <laughs> so congratulations. Then we also have Heather, Julie our good friend Pamela, and Tara, who reached out to tell us that she's currently injured right now, but she's going to give it a go because she has a goal of getting to the castle. So, Tara, we're rooting for you. Play it smart. But we are looking forward to uh, you know seeing you uh, post your results and, and have a great run. So that is yeah. everyone running just the half marathon um, this weekend. Yay! Woo! Um. Yeah, Casey's running with Allie, our, our buddy Allie. Allie's going to be on the show with us next week, wrapping up the princess run. So good luck, Casey, and good luck, Tara. I, I hope you make it because, yeah, running to the castle is cool. Running the 10K. Who's got the 10K list? John, you you got the 10K list? Yes, I do. So uh, oh, go. There we go. running the 10K, we have Amy, Emily, Joan, Meredith, Missy, and Sherry. Okay, short list, but y'all can sit down now. Uh, Jack, take us through the 5K runners. All right, so we have a nice long list. Um, I have Amy B., Amy K., Christine, Debbie, Jessica, Joni, Linda, Lori, Meredith, Missy, Nayla, Pamela A., Pamela D., Rodney, Sherry, Tammy, Trisha, Margaret, and Matt, who is also running with two of their kids, which is Kessler and Tucker. Outstanding. Yay. Let me hit me. I'll I'll finish up here. I'll finish up. I've I had some names on the list, and I have the list in front of me. I just can't find the names. There they are. I had some names on the list of folks who had signed up but didn't tell us what they were running. So I'm not sure what Sharon, Kendra, Mega, and Minda are running, but they're going to be there. And then finally, we have two names signed up for the virtual runs. One is Allie, and thank goodness we worked out the contract before this episode began because our buddy Joe is running all three virtuals. As you guys see, uh, Joe got new shoes. That he did for these oh, yeah. virtuals. Uh, they were they look pretty cool. And you know what happens when you get new shoes? You run faster. Oh yeah, you run your fastest and jump your highest. Yeah. <laughs> so look, gang. Uh, I again by now you're down there. I hope you're having a great time. Have a wonderful princess weekend. You know we joke about the the stand up or or raise your. I got the biggest kick out of marathon weekend running into folks who listened to the episode and listened to our roll call. And said, and there were three or four of them who said to me, Bob, when you called my name, I stood up or I raised my hand. And I thought that was really neat. So yeah, we've got a new tradition here at Rise and Run. And we'll be doing that every Disney weekend. I hope you enjoy it. So that finishes this week's race report. Once again, if, if you want your name listed, you got something coming up, Look on the Rise and Run podcast page. There's a link there to our file for upcoming races. You can put your name in or just make a comment 
and I'll add it for you. Okay, so princesses this week. Now, we spent some time in previous weeks talking about the Donna over in Jacksonville, the, the big run for the benefit of breast cancer research. And we had a chance to talk to two of our friends, Dean and Judy, who participated and ran the marathon. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast, Judy and Dean. Glad to have you with us. How you doing? Very good. It's good to be here. Thanks for asking us. Oh, it's, oh man, it's great. It's uh, Judy and Dean are friends of ours from the Customized Training Group. If you've been listening, you've heard of that more than once or twice here. Um, they were both down at uh, Disney World. What you guys do at Disney? I, I don't remember who did what at Disney this last during Marathon Weekend. I ran the marathon, which was actually yeah. my first marathon ever. And cool. Judy, Judy didn't run at all. It was her birthday weekend, oh, and she chose not to. It run. was. It was. I, I, I it was her birthday just weekend. Hang out and enjoy the, enjoy the snacks. That's the best part of Disney: the snacks. Oh, it's it's right up there. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you've been listening and paying attention, you remember that Judy and Dean are the folks that I sat with during the uh, get together the night before the marathon. We must have talked to one another for 20 minutes. And then when I'm running down who was there, I forget both of them. And I knew it was Judy's birthday. So that was not cool. On my it's point. amazing you guys accepted our invitation to come on after that <laughs> massive omission. So thanks for being here. Well, you're all forgiven, but Bob. I, <laughs> I saw both of you guys at uh, Jeff's run, right? You're both there. Yeah, in December. We, uh, that's actually that's where I, we met you for the first time was in, uh, in Atlanta. See, I got one up on you. That's actually not true. You and I met at Wine and Dine. Oh, we Remember did. At, we uh, did. At the Club yeah. Jeff meetup. Um, with we're, Jeff. Even. Yeah. We're, we're even. We're <laughs> 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 even. But what we really want to talk about, we and we started talking about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, that uh, one of the... I'm going to say one of the foremost fundraising marathons, certainly in this part of the country, I don't know about throughout the country, is the Donna, the Donna Marathon over in Jacksonville, Florida. And none of us participated in it, but we put feelers out and we wanted to talk to folks who had been there and you two were there, right? Yes, we were. Yeah. So it was uh, Dean's second marathon now. He got so excited. The first one, he waited like, what, three, four weeks and yeah, this is yeah. It was just shy of a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Judy, for you, it was was my very one. first one. That's awesome. How did it go? Well, the first half was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Second half was it was it downhill or what? Well, it was <laughs> actually we started at the Seawalk Pavilion, and the first half was an out and back in one direction, and the second mm -hmm. half was an out and back in the opposite direction. And the first okay. half, first half out was a coming in into a headwind, which kind of set me back right off the beginning. Yeah, hold on, right there. Yeah. Actually, they have a half and a full, and they both start okay. at the same time. So, gotcha. It's, it's essentially uh, it's not a figure eight course, but it's two thirteen point one loops essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, the first mm -hmm. loop. Uh, the half marathon finishes, the marathoners go past the finish line, uh, which is no fun. Uh, and then you run another 13.1 right, right. miles uh, and, you know, another loop to come back. Then you pass it again and then there's a turnaround and, and you come in. Um, and she had mentioned the headwind uh, just to let you know the weather 
uh, for that day uh, was about 48, 49 degrees at the start, uh, drizzly rain, and 20 to 30 mile an hour winds with 40 mile an hour gusts. So oh you my started, God. So you started the first five miles with the wind in your face. Uh, and, and you did get a couple miles coming back where it was at your back. Uh, and then the final 10 K, uh, was also in your face. So yeah. you can, that, that was the weather for the day. That was the weather for the oh, day. I knew it was nasty. It was, it was not Florida chamber of commerce weather. That's for sure. No. No, and I requested it from from Coach Twigs. For Twigs, uh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> we need to blame we need to blame Chris on that one. Yeah, so the first half was great. First half was great going out. A little difficult the first five miles, but but there were spectators. There were people with their yards decorated. They were even even in the bad weather. They were out there cheering us on, handing out water, Gatorade, snacks, sandwiches, you name it. DJs. That's impressive. Um, in the uh, and the little brochure you got uh, with it that gave you the course, they break it down because you run through uh, Jacksonville Beach, Neptune Beach, Atlantic Beach, and Ponte Vedra Beach. And they break it down as to where you're going to be, like Beaches Town Center, Beach Avenue, Ocean Walk. Uh, there's mm-hmm. an Ocean Boulevard, Thinks Pink, and that's Mile 9. Uh, uh-huh. Flock parties on 6th and 5th Avenue. And uh, they go all out. They go all out. I mean, there's banners run across the street, uh, lining the streets, people with tables that have water and Gatorade and snacks Mm -hmm. and Skittles and whatever you want. People with bands (laughs) in their front yard playing music. Uh, Really? Yeah. That first half is just, it's, it's almost a carnival like atmosphere. Uh, One of the funnest uh, neighborhood races I've run. because most of the places we run are in, uh, races or state parks through Disney and, yeah. and things like that. So we don't get those neighborhood runs like that. And they're very supportive. And it's a, the Donna's a, Foundation's a great organization. Um, you had mentioned oh, I, you understand uh, that. about a fundraising and from their literature, one of the things that they do is, is not only fund research, but they also fund people that are surviving uh through cancer, breast cancer, uh, help them pay their bills, um, you know, help them keep the electric, uh, keep the electric on and things like that. But uh, from their literature, uh, they have donated, dispersed $3.3 million uh, uh, supporting some of the immune studies and some of the uh, genomics and things like that that go behind it. So they're, they work, you know, they donate heavily to the Mayo Clinic from what I understand. Uh, and one of the doctors from the Mayo Clinic is one of the founders of the, of the, uh, the foundation uh, to get this thing going. So, Do you know off the top of your head uh, how many times this event's been run in Jacksonville? This is their 15th <laughs> yes. year. 15th year. Um, and, and Donna Deegan, the founder, because uh, she's 15-year breast cancer survivor, as is Judy sitting right next to me. This was her fifteenth yeah. year as well, and that's one of the reasons she oh, wanted to run that's it. That's amazing. That is amazing. And I was going to ask you. I I was aware of that, but folks listening aren't. I know that both of you are cancer survivors. And would you like to tell us about that? I'll, I'll go first. I I had uh, I was diagnosed with uh, head and neck cancer in 2018, uh, just a few weeks after I ran the Disney Princess 10K. Actually, started treatments pretty quick, went through um, 90 days of radiation, uh, three months of chemotherapy, 
because it was head and neck cancer and, you know, it's, you're involved in eating and drinking uh, through your, through your, through your neck, your throat, um, it caused some difficulties. So I had difficulties from that um, with weight loss and extreme dehydration to put me in the hospital. So I stay hydrated these days uh, very much. So. Ah, very good. Yeah, I lost I lost forty five pounds in six weeks. Did you lose your sense of taste, Dean? Uh, during treatments, a little bit, um, but post radiation and chemotherapy, I have uh, very little saliva production. I have enough just to keep my mouth moist. I have uh, hearing loss. Uh, I have to wear two hearing aids because of the hearing loss from the chemotherapy. For some reason, cisplatin, uh, which was the the drug, likes to take up residence in your inner ear. Uh, it's from it's a uh, a platinum based uh, drug, and it likes to take up residence in your inner ear, and it causes hearing issues. Uh, and along with that, I also have peripheral neuropathy, pretty bad. But between uh, acupuncture, because I refuse to take the meds, the medication that they want to put me on, uh, that they actually put me on, that after thirty days I decided they want to be on it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I use acupuncture and actually running, uh, running, running is right. a big therapeutic aid for me. If I'm not running and I don't go to, to acupuncture, my hands and feet are just numb and tingly and cold and, and things like that. So, uh, running is a big help and acupuncture helps on top of that. So, and they're lingering psychologically too, yeah. I think. It's, I mean, and t- let me tell you, it's tough to run with no spit. Yeah, I imagine. And being a Galloway runner, um, I, uh, my, my walk break is always 30 seconds. I've tried to get that down to 20 or less. I can't do it because I need the 30, 30 seconds to help build that back up again. Yeah. Um, needless to say, I use a, a lot of fluids uh, constantly uh, while running. And uh, I, I get through it. I had a good tempo run this morning and my... Uh, my marathons were good. Uh, beside what I, aside from what I carry, uh, every water stop at least a minimum of one water um, to go. But I'm here. Um, I have uh, you know regular CT scans. Uh, well, now they're twice a year, and uh, the the recurrence is very very minimal um, for the can- the type of cancer I had. So. Uh, I'm I'm perfectly fine. I that's will say well. that's that terrific. Um, she went through chemo for six months. She made it look easy. I didn't think it was very easy whatsoever. <laughs> I can't believe that it's easy. Now I'm I'm glad. That, <laughs> no, she just made it look. You easy. made it look easy. That's good news. Interesting um, thing. Funny story. Sort of. Um, I didn't lose any any hair through chemo, and I was oh, on high really? dose. I was on high dose chemo. And well, and you see this, uh, I, yeah. one, of my, one of my best friends in the world, uh, lived in, he was living in Boca Raton at the time. Um, when I told him, uh, he was quite upset and I, 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 you know, we, we continued to talk and he said, well, let me know as soon as you lose your hair, because I'll drive over from Boca just to see that. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> So I love the man to death and that's the kind of relationship yeah. we have. But I, I, uh, you know, I told him, ha ha, I never lost one. <laughs> it's an audio podcast, of course, but I will tell you, Dean is younger than I am, but I am very envious of his thick head of silver hair. I, I, <laughs> I miss 
I miss most of mine. Lexi, you had a question, I think. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering, did you run, uh, you talked about running being such a good source of mental relief and also helping you physically. Um, did you run before uh, you got cancer? Uh, well, I, I ran um, in my, uh, pretty heavily into running back in my 20s, which was in the 80s. Um, and I sustained a, a non-running injury uh, that we just couldn't overcome, uh, We the doctors that I was seeing. Uh, so I just stopped running. And then Judy wanted to run uh, the Princess Half in 2017. And I walked in. I was just there for moral support. And I walked into the expo and said, I remember all this. And uh, I, I said, well, let's do it. I'll, I'll, I'll run, you know, and get trained up. And uh, I signed up for the princess and I didn't feel like it because I was, I had cancer. I didn't know at the time. And she made me run it. And she told me, you paid for it. You're going to have to run it. So I ran it and then I got diagnosed after what I didn't say before was my last, uh, treatments were the first week in September. I ran the wine and dine 10 K that following November and had a really good time. <laughs> Way to go. Jim. Way to go. That's, that's cool. No, that's and, outstanding. And have been running ever since. Kind of thing. Judy. Now we started a couple of minutes ago. We talked about the Donna being really special to you because being a breast cancer survivor. And that's of course the cause there. So what would you like to tell us? So actually I was diagnosed with breast cancer on when I turned 40 at my very first mammogram. And mm. Um, it was DCIS, which is, was, it was caught really, really early. So thankfully I just had chemo, um, decided just from a peace of mind for the rest of my life, I was just going to go for the double mastectomy and that, mm -hmm. man, I didn't have to have radiation. So like you said, mm -hmm. the six months of chemo and wasn't easy. <laughs> uh -huh. Did lose no, my I hair. I can't imagine. But, so um, you did? Did. Yeah, did lose my hair. Yeah. That's um, not fair. She's got a great bald head. She's. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, as far as like Lexi's question, I was never a runner before that, really. And oh. in the process of once we moved down here to Florida, in the process of trying to just, you know, recoup and get my strength back and everything, I started walking every day pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, was coming up on my 10 year anniversary from cancer and my 50th birthday. So that's when I decided I wanted to do the princess half for 2017. Started training using the Galloway uh, program they give you from run Disney. And that's how I got acquainted with right. all of that and um, ran the race, yep. had a good time and been doing it ever since. <laughs> yeah. A lot of us get hooked on there. That, yeah. That program works. I mean, we're all in customized now, but, uh, the first time in 2016, when I did wine and dine, I just grabbed Jeff's program off, off the internet and it worked. I was excited about that. Transitioning to the Donna, what was it about the race weekend that drew both of you to the race? You know, was it the fact of, you know, the cause of, you know, raising money for breast cancer? Is it, you know, the Galloway connection, um, you know, what factors drew you to that, to that particular race weekend? For me, it was all of that. I had, I'd never had doing a marathon on my radar whatsoever. It's not something I aspired to ever wanted to do. 
But once we got into the customized training and, you know, I got doing further, longer distances and got it in my head that I probably maybe could do this. That's when I decided, well, if I'm going to do a marathon ever, that's the one I want it to be for the breast cancer connection and, you know, the fundraising. So that, that was my choice. And he didn't have a choice. I signed him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we kept hearing about the Donna through uh, Galloway Customized and I believe Chris Twiggs is on the board uh, for that foundation as well. Uh, and it w- and the Galloway connection because the Galloway running group in Jacksonville uh, was really instrumental in getting that all together for the first time uh, 15 years ago. And having run, uh, knowing I was running Disney when she said she had signed me up, I was fine with that. I was talking to Jeff Galloway and he said, well, the, your Disney run will be your long run for for the Donna. Well, you're a long and training I, run, right? I was like, well, good. And then I just ran some re- ran recovery runs and tempos and mm-hmm. drills, you know, uh, through the month to get me there. And then yeah. when I was talking to him um, at the Donna, he told me I should have run Disney slower uh, because I would have <laughs> carried less fatigue. And I said that would have been nice to know a month ago, Jeff. <laughs> 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 uh, so, um, but yeah, all of that, and it, it's uh, whenever we get a chance to support. Uh, organizations like like that, um, you know, we, we we do it, and it's it was sure. love. I mean, if it, if it was three states away, uh, I don't know that we would have, but it's it's here in Florida. It's four hours away from us, but uh, we knew it was going to be a good weekend. It's a good expo, um, you know, and they it's more than just the marathon. They have a half marathon, a five k, a fifteen k relay, uh, a Donna the Donna Dash, and a fun run, as well as um, an ultra marathon. I think it's, um, 110 miles had one finisher. Wow. It's definitely on my radar. It's about as far away from me as it is for you. I'm, I'm thinking about next year. So also looking at the Donna, I see they have another fundraiser, which is a really interesting one. The 0.0. Yeah. yeah that's so, um, you get a, you get a, a, a decal for your car that says 0.0 and you just donate. Um, and you don't have to go. <laughs> hey, anyone can do it. Yes. Anybody. No training involved. That's pretty clever. I like that. No training involved. And they, they also have a, the booby trap challenge, which is, I, I believe it's the 5K and, and, the, and the half marathon. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, oh okay. The marathon in that. Um, Play on words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, all, they have Galloway. <laughs> Galloway took, took Pacers a second, uh, as well uh, for, for the race, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, well supported uh, there. The dates, the dates for next year are already set. It's I believe it's February 3rd to the 5th, which is in my calendar because I, I want a redemption. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, the weather's going to be nice that weekend. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hold you to that, Bob. <laughs> you can. What the heck? But the, uh, uh, the race itself... Um, I mean, the course is flat. I was, I was all set to, um, uh, to, to, I had a goal of 445, which I didn't meet. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but you, you got under five, I think, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, that's, what, I was a minute 12 slower than Disney. I did 457. Um, at the I dawn. think that's super. Yeah. I was shooting for 445. 
the the wind in the last 10k i did a lot of walking yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, walk and shuffle and a lot mm-hmm. of acceleration gliders um mm-hmm. you know to get me through you couldn't walk you, you couldn't run in a straight line it was it was coming at you you get between maybe two two hotels that had a cross street right there oh, yeah. you're running first street off the beach and you get a blast yeah. from the side um so it was very difficult yeah i was it felt like i was at a 45 degree angle most of the time forward um <laughs> uh, getting through it but a lot of support. Even the cops are uh, along the route were clapping and cheering you on as you, as you went. But it, w- it was very cool. For as miserable as it was, I still had a great run. Uh, my Garmin just huh? I'll say about about the police. I mean this this is the first road course I've ever been on. I mean aside from Disney because that's a separate entity. But there were police or EMS or firefighters or somebody stationed at every single cross street to make sure no yeah. cars would yeah. get on the course. I mean, it was locked down. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, I've seen that before. That that is great. And, I, and usually, as runners go by, they they're very grateful and they thank the folks that are there. Yeah, I I had actually mentioned to Chris in our customized Zoom meeting that uh, uh, if there was any volunteers I failed to uh, recognize and thank, I apologized because <laughs> you know what it took to. I mean, to to, to do this. Um, and it seemed like everybody was wearing a volunteer shirt, um, to, to get you through it. Everybody was supportive. Um, you know, and like I said, about the neighborhoods. I started by talking about being a major event. I've heard of this event for years. I, I've heard of it before. In fact, I heard of it really before I knew where it was. I kind of thought it was a nationwide organization. And I, I think it's part of a nationwide organization, I believe. But uh, this specific race is the one that I've heard of most often. And I got to get over there and do it one of these times. Yeah, I, I, I believe they support nationally um, for for their endeavors, uh, for, for people uh, living with breast cancer and, and so forth. I don't think it's just uh, localized to Florida. First of all, for the listeners, I just want to let you guys know if you're looking for a USATF qualifying course, this is a good one to use for, especially if you want to try and get a time for Disney or any other major marathons or whatever. Um, Obviously, you got the half marathon and the marathon to use for times for Disney. And um, especially with it being flat, yeah, there was wind this past year. But <laughs> you never know about next year. And if you're trying to look for Dopey, be, wow, this sounds so far away, 2024, um, I'm even thinking about doing it. It sounds like an amazing cause and everything. So it's definitely something that I feel like I'm going to put on my race calendar for uh, next year. Um, so happy that I you guys did this because now I know about it. Um, but also, are you guys planning on doing any of the other distance races that Donna Marathon has, or are you gonna are you gonna try half marathon next year? Or are you just gonna stick strictly to the marathons? I personally, next time we'll do definitely just the half, possibly the challenge, the five k and the half. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just run the I'll run the marathon. Um, they do have uh, a uh, a Mother's Day five k that I think you can you can run live or virtual. Uh, wouldn't mind doing that e- either live or virtual. Um, you know, uh, you know, you're going to put the miles in anyway. Right. So why not donate to a good cause? Yeah. Is there challenge medals? Yeah. I've uh, got to always love a good challenge medal. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the boot trap, uh, challenge medal is, it looks like a shell bra 
the metal looks like. Oh my gosh, I love that. I need that in my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I had a specific question for Dean. Um, you know, as it related to your training calendar. I mean, obviously we know Coach Twiggs um, you know, puts this together for you. But what was your training like go- transitioning from doing the marathon at Disney in obviously early January and then in the month's time doing another full? I mean, obviously, we know Jack is a superhero, but she did two marathons in two <laughs> weeks. But I'm curious, what was your perspective of doing two marathons in essentially yeah, two well, months? Um, my, my training leading up to Disney was typical marathon training. Um, but I also was, you know, running uh, Jeff's half in December. Um, and leading into that, I was running all of my long runs for even, you know, training for Disney at my half marathon pace. So I was running faster than oh, I wow. should have been. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't by design. It's just what I decided to do because I can never run slow enough for my long runs. Now, after I ran the Disney marathon and looking at my final surge calendar put together by Coach Twiggs, uh, I immediately shot him a text message and said, I'm only running five miles on, on my weekends. And that's going to, that's going to yeah. keep my mileage up. And it, I, I got a one word answer. Yep. <sighs> and that was, that was all it took. That That's all it took. Now, as you know, it's, you know, cross training days and you have your tempo day and your drill day. And that remained the same, but there was no long runs. Uh, the week, the weekend before was a uh, five miles with a magic mile. And that was pretty much um, the hardest I ran in that whole few week period. So it's not, you know, he doesn't reset you to like 17 miles or anything like that. Because like Jeff had said, you're still, you're carrying fatigue for that whole month. Uh, so I guess they just don't want you to overrun it. Makes sense. So now that both of you guys have done a marathon already, and Dean, I know you said you already got plans to do a second. Third. Dean's already done. This was my third. Oh my God. Sorry. Third. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Judy, are you planning on doing another one? Do you think the Disney one or any other races? Um, Races? Yes. Marathon? No. <laughs> well, well right, the jury's out on that one. We'll we'll, we'll yeah. leave that yeah, well, go for a little I'll while. Never, Remember, I'm, it's only I've been two weeks. I've to never say never, but at this yeah. particular point in time, no. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. And Dean, you and I together now, we're only 93 marathons behind Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I know. How about that? So yeah. we can catch him. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think it'd be uh, 140. I, we I've, always, I've always been a middle distance person. Uh, 10k. I love running the 10k distance because I can I can just you know uh, put the fire to it and I'm done in an hour or less. I can I can run a 10k all week long if I want, and you know uh, obviously not with my my uh, uh, Galloway training, but that was always my go-to. And uh, I I never thought I'd even run a half marathon, but then I had to apologize to Jeff, uh, and I'm going to say this publicly to your podcast uh, audience. When Judy told me what she was doing and training for the Princess Marathon, I told her, "Told her you can't walk in a race. It's not done. <laughs> it's total quackery." And I actually, the first time I met Jeff Galloway, I shook his hand, looked him in the eye, and said, "Sir, I need to apologize to you for calling your method quackery, because when I started it, it knocked two mi- two minutes off my mile time." 
Isn't that amazing? And, and he's heard it before. He hears that all. Oh, the time. and that's what he said. He said, "I, I he said, uh, it's not the first time I've heard it." And uh, sure. And yeah, and I said, "I've never wanted to run a half marathon, but my first one will be yours if I ever do it." And that was December. Yeah. You know what gets me, Dean, is the folks who finish behind you and tell you that your method is wrong. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah. kind of nod my head and say, "Thank you." Yeah. I, I, I finished fourth in a 5k this past weekend. I was only supposed to be doing recovery runs and I did a, we did a 5k race this weekend. Uh, I ran a 20, 20, 28 minute 5k and I had the Galloway training singlet on that said Galloway trained on the back, walk, run, walk, run. And there were a couple of folks that said, how can you run so fast when you're walking, when you're walking? And I said, it's in the training. Yeah, something I'd like to say about the Galloway method uh, for these long distances, I noticed that after uh, the Walt Disney World Marathon, and I don't know if any of the other uh, Galloway runners here can uh, uh, will agree with me or not, but one of the things I found was after I got finished running my first marathon in Walt Disney World, um, you know, you walk through the chute and everything, and I gathered my box of stuff and something to drink and my banana and I walked through and, and, uh, I'd never known that I had just run a marathon. Uh, I met up with Judy in the, the meetup area and then we had some customized friends still on the course. Uh, so we walked into Epcot and walked around Epcot and rooted them on and went back to the resort. Uh, I got something to eat, showered, changed, and we went back to Epcot again. I, I was not, fatigued or sore or anything. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get it tomorrow. And Monday came and I was fine. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I had come across a couple individuals uh, at our resort that were hobbled. Uh, one wonderful young lady uh, asked, you know, I congratulated her on her, her uh, marathon. She said it was her first and asked me if it always uh, hurt like that. And I said, well, it was my first marathon too. And I have to say, if you're trained upright, no. Uh, and I gave her all the Galloway information and where to go to get the information. And uh, she used the Galloway training plan from the Disney website, but she didn't use Run, Walk, Run. Uh, and I found the same thing after the Donna. I got done the Donna. I was soaking wet from sweat and the rain. I went and showered and changed to come back because our hotel was right at the start finish line to wait for Judy to finish. And I walked around, went to uh, a little tent Jeff had set up with snacks and things. And I told him, I said, you know, I, same thing after Disney. I don't feel like I just ran a marathon. And I, I, it amazes me still uh, that that's was, has been my experience now twice using run, walk, run, run, walk, run. And I finished Disney in 456 and the Don in 457. Not that they're spectacular. Uh, no, they're excellent. Uh, no, they pieces, are. You know, um, but I, I'm shocked. I, I, don't, I don't even have any blisters, by the way. But if, if I did, my peripheral neuropathy, I wouldn't be able to feel it anyway. So. <laughs> you wouldn't feel it anyway, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Besides feeling great, how did you really feel, both of you, after you're doing your first marathon? And when did you realize, I'm actually going to complete this? Uh, 10 feet after I crossed the finish at Disney, I, I was blubbering like a child. It was a, uh, I'm gonna, it's going to happen now. It was a long way uh, to get there. And I, ne- I never a- anticipated ever running a half or a full. 
Um, and then crossing that finish line, um, I couldn't believe it. I just, I just couldn't believe it. And, and the fact, the time that I got wasn't the time I wanted there either. Uh, but with the crowd and some of the pinch points and stuff you come across, uh, I was pretty emotional. And then I gathered all my stuff and had my banana and met up with Judy and gave her a big hug. And I broke down again there. And uh, I think one of you folks saw Jeff at the finish line when you guys were crossing. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I was a blubbering fool in Atlanta when I got my picture taken with him. And I told him, Jeff, you told me I could do it. And I did it. And he could tell I was, I mean, I was crying that the man gave me a big bear hug and said, yes, you can do it. So uh, he's a special human being. Um, but what a method, what a, what a training program. Um, it, it, it's a great sense of accomplishment. Um, it, even, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I don't know where to go next. 445 is still my target, but when I get it, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Next. All right. Sure. You, there's always going to be something and, and you'll get it. And, and really you're among friends here and people who understand where you're coming from that we haven't been through the same hardships you have, but, uh, but we still understand how it feels when you, when you do something like this. Well, my finishing experience was not typical because with the weather and how difficult it was to actually, well, for the last eight miles, I couldn't run at all. It was just a fight against the wind and actually between mile 24 and 25, there were some people cheering and there was one was holding a sign that said, and I was okay. I was just kind of mad. I just wanted to get finished. And there's a sign that said, welcome to the 1%. And I just started balling immediately. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And so I, I you know, was trudging on and I got finally into mile 25 and it's still into the headwind. And I finally got to turn around to come back. And unfortunately, at that point, I had it was past the seven mile or seven hour, and they were just taking down the archway. So pretty much all the people were gone. There wasn't any hoopla going on. But by the time I got to the finish line, the race director was still there handing out the medals. My husband Dean was still there. Chris Twiggs was there. The photographer was there wrapping me in a blanket. So it wasn't your typical run across the line, but it was. Super special to me. It all counts, Judy. It all counts. We're proud of you. We really are. Thousand percent. Dean, Judy, very inspirational, very motivational story. Plus, it's fun just talking with fella customized training plan folks, and we're proud of you. I look forward to seeing you out on the course again. Probably next time I'll see you two is at Spring Surprise, I think. Uh, I know you're going to be there, and I think all of us except for Greg are going to be there. So we'll we'll look for you there. I'm, I'm easy to find, you know that, and, uh, but thank you so much for spending some time and talking with us. We really appreciate it. Well, thanks for the invitation and, uh, we, we appreciate that and, uh, we'll be listening. Well, Dean and Judy, thanks so much for joining us. Really inspiring story. You know, the fact that you know, you're both able to be support for one another through your, both of your difficult journeys, um, you know, and, and we're so glad that, you know, things are going well for you being cancer free and, you know, continuing on with your training, you know, through all the odds, really inspiring. And, and we really appreciate, you know, you spending the time to the chat with us today. And, and just as a, a reminder to all the listeners, 
you know, obviously, you know, here on the podcast, obviously we are big run Disney fans and we are also big Jeff Galloway fans, you know, in terms of his training program and everything like that. But if you are looking for a non run Disney race that is heavily centric to the Galloway method, the Donna Marathon weekend is the is the weekend you want to check out because they provide the pacers and I know uh, Coach Twiggs is actually I believe on the board. Um, for, yeah, I think that's right Greg. for Donna. So you know if you're looking for a race where run walk run is heavily supported uh, and and encouraged, this is your race weekend. So um, we're glad that Dean and Judy could shed some light on on an awesome uh, race weekend. Yeah, it's a good one. I'll get to it one of these days. I I think the only one I can think of that is more Galloway-centric is probably Jeff's run in Atlanta in yep. December. So, so yeah, thanks. Good to have you on. I look forward to seeing Dean and Judy both at a future run. We'll have a get-together plan for springtime. It's already posted on Facebook, but I'll make sure it's in the Rise and Run podcast page. I'm not sure that it's there yet, and we'll talk about it more in upcoming weeks. Well, gang, I think, uh, I think episode 20 is in the books. I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to have a couple of our friends on. None of us are going to be there for princess this year, but we've got some friends of the podcast who are going to be joining us next week. And I'm pretty excited about that. That's going to be fun. All right. Lots going on. Weather's getting better. I think throughout the country. I know it's beautiful down here. And if it's not getting better where you are yet, it will soon. So hang in there, keep those training miles up. And as always, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.